Never mind. Yeah, uh, it's Pepsi. Pepsi. Oh, Pepsi. God, oh, you shut your mouth, Kyle. You're moved. Um, here's a link. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, that's the manufacturer recommended coolant. Use yeah. that. I, yeah. Uh, if you are having an issue with, and you guys can check it out, it's on the buying guide. LaserEverything.net slash buying guide. Yeah, I was literally to say, do you have the link to the Mandalorian knife? I don't have a link or, to sorry, it, but I'm sure. Not the Mandalorian, the Space Traveler knife. Space Traveler. <laughs> like yeah no problem man i got you eight bucks i see you recording i see you recording never catch me motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> hi everybody but yeah so eight bucks for a wedding band welcome to laser source podcast <laughs> yeah, there you go boys voices uh, voices got under control that's a very Let's silky. Go. is that as silky as it looks man is that like under armor material it's just a dry it's, fit it's my work shirt it's a medium medium that's where black to work so Wait a minute. hey uh, boys ask alex for a cigarette real quick he's just not smoking it. you don't just have do a cigarette just ask, him. just ask him can i have a cigarette <laughs> You're right like you can see boys in his like prime asking oh. for a cigarette at a bar like for more of that uh check out emergency.net <laughs> but what's up everybody welcome to another episode of the laser source podcast the number one podcast if you have questions about lasers we're here to help we're here to chat. We've got some news. We've got some updates. Uh, we did some things. So I guess we'll start with that. I do want to just quick shout out uh, to everybody here in the live chat today. Thank you so much for joining us for the live show. If you're listening to the recording of this, remember, you can catch the live show on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch at 9 to 9.30, depending on the day, uh, p.m. EST on Tuesdays. Uh, but for right now, we've got, uh, let's see, Robert's in the chat here. Willie, Vince, Cuban Cracked, definitely becoming a regular. Laura, as always. Anthony, as always. Uh, what's up, Scientific Duo? Don Glasscock, E2 Laser, Keith Boardley, Jack. Uh, we got all kinds of people here. Moss is back. Sargon Tavor. What's up, guys? Mike C. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming out today. We always appreciate you uh, coming to kick it with the boys uh, for a little bit, Miranda says Twitter since when? <laughs> Just out of the loop. <laughs> since always. Since um, always. I, I haven't mentioned this publicly yet, but everybody knows I got the afterburner from from Light Object. Well, I've been Just really quick. What is that for people that missed it? <clears throat> Just in case, because we do have the to do the afterburner is basically the non half ass answer to leaving your your laser in a uninsulated and cold place and it, yeah it, it heat it heats the it heats the liquid as it runs through the the system essentially so if your chiller is set to keep it below i don't know what the celsius equivalent of like 70 degrees fahrenheit is but 20 let's call it 22 20 11 11 whatever 70 orange <laughs> that's physics boys um, <laughs> you set the you set the chiller to keep it above freezing so something like 60 degrees Fahrenheit, which would be like, I think 15 or 16 C. So it just keeps the heat in the liquid so that the ambient temperature doesn't freeze the liquid and you keep the chiller on just as a circulator for now, because the the generation of afterburner I have does not have a its, its own pump. Well, I've been testing the afterburner in my garage with a little pump, a little aquarium pump and a um, just a bucket of water. So it's been sitting out there all winter, just 
I, I've had a bucket of water in my uninsulated frozen garage and it's been doing great. How long does it take for a laser to become like pond water? I've had the same water no. in mine for three years, never changed it, never put anything in it. And it's, I, there, it's crystal clear. In a perfect I, world, it remains a sealed system. And if it starts to look nasty, like you should be checking it every so often to make sure your water level is still good because silicone can leach water through it over time. So it's not, there's no, it would be impossible to make it like a perfectly closed system without it becoming an extremely expensive. Yes. Yeah. Project, project well, right? So I, I had, I've had a mirror for less than a year, like maybe what, nine months, maybe. I just put in maybe like four more cups of water because it was, you know, it started towards the high end of that little level on the back of the mirrors, had that little, you know, yellow, green, red, whatever. Mm-hmm. And mine started getting on the lower end of that. I just filled it back up to the top end of the, of the yellow. That's in nine months, I put in like a couple cups of water and that's it. Yeah. Distilled um, water. So that's for two reasons too. One, distilled water is it's less conductive. It has it it the minerals are removed. So you're you're reducing the amount of particulate. The, it, it's less conductive. So when you have ten thousand volts going through your laser tube, it's less likely to arc or cause a problem. It's just better. It also means there's less minerals that can create issues. If you have like well water, there are some minerals that might not react well to whatever the metal is inside the laser tube or used in the chiller. So there's just a lot of reasons to do that. It's the same reason why you just don't want to take off the shelf coolant that you would put in a car and just dump it into your cooling system because it's not a friendly thing to put into every piece of equipment. It's not good for the laser tube a lot of the time for a lot of them. It, not a blanket statement, but distilled water is the right move. And that's the reason why I was <coughs> testing the afterburner. So yeah, I mean, yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, that's the manufacturer recommended coolant. Use yeah. that. I, yeah. I, if you are having an issue with, and you guys can check it out, it's on the buying guide, lasereverything.net slash buying guide. If you have an issue with keeping your laser from freezing in the winter, pick up something like the afterburner. The afterburner is really great, as Kyle was mentioning, because it will warm the water. And what it does is the chiller never actually kicks in because it's freezing. It's freezing in your garage or wherever your laser is. So it's just acting as a pump. And you can set the afterburner to heat it just under or over the threshold of the chiller's thermostat. So the chiller is never actually chilling so you're not wasting any energy on the compressor it's just moving that liquid through the system and the afterburner is keeping it warm enough not to freeze while it's while it's circulating and that works really well if you do that with distilled water couple capsules of beer it's gonna last as long as you could want it to boys yeah are you using bleach laura wants to know no are you going to now that i've heard about it yes good yeah, I've been doing that here. Yeah. Not sweet. a ton. Not yeah, a ton. It doesn't take a ton. Capfuls. Capfuls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not pouring. We're, there's no pouring. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, by the way, yeah. one more thing to consider too is if you're in the South or if you're not in one of these, like all these guys are where it's freezing and things are cold. But if you're in the South and you have your system out in the heat, like that was one of my biggest concerns is when I had no air conditioning in the garage yet, um, the heat with the liquid. I mean, that's really, that's like a breeding ground for bacteria and stuff to grow. So that was always one of my biggest concerns. And you always like, just check the flow. Like, by the way, you just open, you know, take a look at your tube as it's flowing and see, it's not a hard thing. So if you're not sure what we're talking about, you literally open the cover of your tube, stand back, kind of take a look at it, 
wear your glasses if you're afraid to, you know, that kind of thing. And literally just watch the liquid flowing through the secondary tubing. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm actually going to make this. I'm going to get, I got, like you're I got some bartenders. I got some jiggers for well, a bartender. Alex, Alex and Michael just did one where they had the funnel the other day pouring in like the boiling hot water into the chiller from Light Object. That, that was, was cool. a good video. I want to see boys like, do that though. I want, them with, I want them with the vest and the bow tie, you know, like doing flips and shit. With the, yeah, I don't have a bow tie or a vest. What not yet. Amazon, bro. Amazon. How do you not have either of those things? I don't go to whatever the f- requires that shit, you, I guess. You, I don't you know. literally look like a male stripper to me. Like... I oh. guarantee you, if, if you go and look in your closet, look on Diana's side. Look on Diana's side of the closet. I I she, she has a little... She has a little white collar and a little black bow tie Four. hanging on a rack, and she just hasn't given it to you yet. True, it's possible. It's definitely <laughs> possible. Oh, Laser oh questions. God. We have them. Oh, like, do we? I don't know. Yeah, well, I thought we were just here well, to entertain people today. First, we yeah, have just, a couple of couple of comments you want to talk about. Yeah, oh, I love this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I program <clears throat> industrial laser markers for a medical device company, Dope, one of the largest medical device mm. companies. And you wouldn't believe how many times I have to reference something from a video of yours. And there's a follow-up, dude, um, right here to prove a point to people I work with. Good content over here. Thanks, Austin. We appreciate yeah, that. Thanks, man. Now, the next real question is from Lily. Hey, why would a Rakus 30-watt work copper? No problem, but a JPT 50-watt not even touch it. Same laser system, just a new laser source works great with everything else. What lens well, size are you using? Did you change the lens size? Yeah, did you change? That's a great question. Frequency, maybe? Oh, he says, yes, same lens size, everything, just a new laser source. I know. Uh, yeah, it, the, the frequency could be different. Yeah. The, the Rakus is also of a different pulse duration, uh, right. which, and it's fixed on both. So neither are a true mopa and you can't change it but the jpt sit around 200 nanoseconds on their pulse duration the rakes sit more like in the 150 yeah. to 180 range and it varies depending on the frequency you have set um, i think the 30 watt might be even lower than that yeah so you need to find your peak pulse output power which is the frequency at which your machine outputs the most power and use that so it's a little nitty-gritty uh it might be a better question for the lma because it might require a little back and forth but if you have it available and you want to check that, we can swing back around and uh, gotta, and look at that for you. I'd like to know what settings you're trying to mark the copper with because the pulsation could do that. First question, by the way. Okay, cool. So Resin Dragon Studio says, hate to be the first person to ask the first question, but can someone explain how or why the laser pecker can say it's a fiber laser when really it's an IR laser? Or am I misunderstanding something? So I think that, okay, it's not, I don't think, I haven't, I haven't opened one, okay? I This is speculation on my part as an outside observer let me just say that i don't know any of this for fact i'm speculating i need to say that very clearly i don't think that they fit a fiber laser into those laser packers i think that they're ir diodes pumping some kind of smaller scale infrared laser and i don't know how they have it set up i doubt it's a fiber laser and i think what this really comes down to is marketing it, I, I think it's so, yeah. you know what a fiber laser is 
and yeah. it's harder to market an IR laser that's not a fiber laser. And everybody knows that fiber lasers mark metal, so they're just. If you say a galvanometer, fiber. yeah. If you say a galvo laser, people are going to be confused. But right. fiber, they might know. And the other thing is, is there a fiber optic cable? Is the question because I think that's pretty much what makes it right. The uh, yeah, the the other piece of that too is fiber is inherently in the infrared wavelength band. So 1064 is, is infrared, which is al- also partially why marking red things is a pain in right. the tush. Right. But when you're looking at something that emits that same wavelength, whether it completely fits the normal description of what we would call a fiber laser kind of falls into potentially marketing terminology for them. So yeah, that's exactly what I, that's exactly it. We don't Again, know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there is maybe in somewhere inside that tiny little box. There's an itty bitty tiny little fiber optic cable coiled up and being pumped by diodes. I don't know. Diode. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. I doubt it. Uh, yeah. So I, I think it's probably a misnomer uh, at best and uh, skeevy marketing at worst. So I think that like that's they they key in like on the demographic because ba- I mean think about Google searches and how those things work and when that pops up because a lot of people are like I can't spend twenty five hundred dollars I can't spend three thousand dollars and then magically here comes this laser pecker for what I was I don't even know what they are uh, like for, a, the, for the record I like asked that. for one of those and they won't send it to me so. well there you go so we don't know the answer I don't know the um, answer. and I'm not buying it with cash because uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, I think that's what they're doing. I think the skeevy marketing, uh, maybe not, maybe not skeevy, but they're just you know they're well, looking at, at people. Worst. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. At best. All right. And also, resin side note for you, please ask the first question every time as early as possible sure. because whenever we start the podcast, I sweat until people start asking questions. Mm-hmm. If you didn't notice, we were talking about Boyce wearing a tuxedo tie, dancing <laughs> to my background music of... Wait, I want right. to say something about resin dragon yeah, studios. If you guys don't see them on TikTok, you got to check them out. They have some really f***ing quality content on this. Really oh, nice. cool shit they do over there, man. Okay. Ooh, nice. Cool. Really, yeah. really, really cool stuff. All right. So this one is from Colton. I'm new to fiber lasers. I haven't even received the one that I bought yet. But my question is, how do you make sure your design is to the scale you need it before framing. So I think they're talking about like, if you were making a knife, like an outline. I'm gonna let Kyle answer probably the better part of this question, but before any of that, I'm gonna just say, when you first get your fiber laser, make sure that you follow one of the crash courses, whether using EasyCAD or Lightroom for Galvo, make sure you do one of them, because during that process, you're going to go through lens correction adjustments and timing adjustments that are going to make sure that things like your red light laser and uh, your scale of your workspace and the distance that the laser is traveling all kind of equal out and are accurate and true to real world size. And if you don't do any of those things first, nothing Kyle is about to talk about will matter. Please do that. And that will kind of dial you in physically to the real world. And then from there, uh, Kyle has has more experience than me actually chopping graphics to make things scale. What what do you have to suggest on that front, Kyle? I have I have a physical thing to show you. So this is actually a (laughs) a windproof lighter jig that I just you know bashed out Mm -hmm. two weekends ago. Thanks for not Um, me bleep you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I knew that was coming. Um, But basically, how I got there was. You you can start by taking a top down photo, and you want to make sure it's it's straight on, it's top down, because if you try and 
take a picture of it pointing forward like it's in front of you. Now you have to worry about skewing angles and weird stuff. Do yourself a favor. Make sure it's top down. Put put it down on a flat surface. Take a photo straight down at it. And you want to make sure that it's in the center of your lens, especially if you're using like your camera on your phone, because it helps avoid kind of that fisheye stretch that you tend to get when you're using a wide angle lens. And once you have a photo of the orientation that you want to engrave or make a jig out of, it's kind of the same process. You can drag it into Lightburn or AI or whatever software you want, and you can start creating vector lines. Use the line tool and just start dragging around, connecting points as to where you want the engraved surface to be. If you're engraving a coin, you can use the circle tool and start it, find the center and drag out. And if you're off by a little bit, you can resize it by holding control. And if you're doing a knife, you can just create the the lines around the edge and you can grab the center of the line using the editing tool in Lightburn or an AI and put a curve on that line. Now that you have that and it's all connected, you now have an outline and you can put that as a tool path and you can use it for aligning graphics. You can use it to mask your graphics. You can use it in a lot of different ways. Yeah, I was literally say, do you have the link to the Mandalorian knife? I don't have a link or, to sorry, it, I'm sure. Not the Mandalorian, the Space Traveler knife. Space Traveler. It's a really, yes. it's a great walkthrough because I literally used it to do something similar on one of mine. It was one of the lives um, too. Friday, Friday it, it, it was alive. It, it, it is a little long. So if you're bored and you want to just kind of feel your way through the process, but a lot of the design portion of that, where I did the outline, it literally took maybe a minute and a half to do the outline portion of it. And then I kind of fumbled my way through because one of the, the features for engraving photos where I wanted auto angle adjustment was removed actually because of an issue. Then I ended up masking it, tracing it and doing it that way. What is the best extraction system for Galbo's guys, says Randy Meter. I did, you know, I don't buying guide. Extract yeah, first of all, buying guide. Second of all, extractors are sketchy. Exhaust yeah. is much better. So <laughs> that was my answer. Yeah. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda add on to that too when oh, you're done. Yeah, no, go nuts. I'm uh, done. I was gonna say, so when you're using an extractor, you need to be careful because now you're using filters and relying on those filters to remove the particles that you're now putting a force of air behind. And if it doesn't extract all those particles, you're just blowing them into the room freely that you're breathing air in. If you're aware of how the the, the body works and how the lungs deal with metal particles. Yeah. Foreign and object. inorganic materials like and foreign objects, <laughs> it, they don't go anywhere after they're in there. They're just in there for life and it causes problems. So you, oh, if you're going to do an extraction system, you need to make sure you maintain it and it's, it's functioning as it should and, and it's filtering what it's supposed to. And that's what I was going to say. And the fact that it is not a one-time purchase, it's a purchase and upkeep purchase because those filters, when they're done, they're done. And Michael talks about that. He did a really cool video on the uh, emergency laser engraving, right? Laser he engraving 911. <laughs> emergency laser engraving. International? <laughs> oh, God, it's an emergency. Turn on your shit and engrave. That's so funny. Uh, laser engraving 911. I'll actually grab a link to that video. I was going to say, but Michael, yeah, Michael did a great video talking about like the ones that start here on the price point range of like two or three hundred dollars all the way up to I think he had like a five thousand dollar one they sent him. Yeah. And it was really good video. The other thing is uh, two things I saw because of this question. One time, one thing I saw in face on the Facebook group this week is someone saying I or no, no, it wasn't Facebook. It was in the discord. Someone was like, I really underestimated the power of the fumes when I'm using a fiber laser. 
yeah, it makes smoke because you're shooting fire at stuff. Um, please make sure – the guy didn't even have um, an exhaust for it. He was just – by the way, the other thing that's going to mess up is your lens because it's literally the smoke rises directly to its – point of you know like it just goes up so you're messing up your lens you're messing up your lungs you're it's, it's really bad and on top of that you're not going to get a good engrave because the light's traveling through opaque smoke yep. so you're it's it's bad all around yep. so get exhaust and then if you need the extraction yeah. too i, I so, would so. use an extractor if you literally like the only place you can operate a laser is like a five foot by five foot room with no windows like, and you have to do it like, and you absolutely have to do it. Then an extractor makes sense. The other time an extractor might make sense. I would say is like outdoors. If you're at like an event or some kind of trade show or like craft fair or town. Most of those people wouldn't let you into them without some type of. Right. And that, exhaust. that would be another good reason to use one because you're outdoors. Your air is constantly being refreshed. But if you have, if there's literally any window, any port, any hole that you can cut, anything that you can do to go from extraction to exhaust i i highly recommend you do that instead. can you yeah. voice can you move your camera at all to show your window right there voice literally so, has I think one of those simple, yeah there's that bam the window. there it is and it's gone yeah. get it out so yeah and again, when you're looking at extractor systems, they're consumables. You're talking about multiple filters. Usually it's two or three stages of filters, sometimes four, and they get pricey. And there are some systems where they don't diversify those filters. It's an all-in-one that you just pull out and put in the new one, yeah. which makes them even less economical because the expensive portion of that being the activated charcoal and the heaviest part of it is usually fine for an extended period of time if the, the first filters are doing the job they're supposed to yeah so and that's where they get you is on the on, they, they make it's just like anything else they make the hardware the cheapest they can to be oh wow yeah. that's only 700 bucks that's i can do that but then they yeah. you got to use their proprietary stuff so rt go says are there any light burn power and frequencies test templates for a fiber laser you can generate your own in about eight seconds and i think there are some for the uh uninitiated or unwilling that uh have been posted to the download section of the laser everything website if you go yes. to the community project database you can find ones that other people have uploaded there uh to share with the community for free so i would check there as well if you want to generate your own hit up laser tools in the top of laser uh, lightburn and use the material test tool and you can just tell it how many grids you want what you want to change and it will get you going very quickly uh, and the reason I made sure to – oh, Alex is gone. Okay. I was going to say the reason I made sure to uh, tap that question first is because that ties into Gar's question, which is, is there a way to determine the upper and lower frequencies when you want the most range? I think that's what they mean by like on a on a surface, like a substrate maybe. And that's where you could do a test setup like we were just talking about or like Kyle was explaining. The other thing is if you're just talking about how do I find the lowest frequencies and the highest frequencies, that's actually in your laser settings. Yeah, so you potentially you would want to. Don't always you, rely on that. I would look at your source. You want to look at the model source. Yeah, model so number, yeah. I would pull literally pull the side panel off of your laser and look at the actual laser source. There's like a genuine JPT or genuine Rakus or genuine Max or GZ Tech or whatever brand you have for the source itself inside the machine and 
look up the model number. It'll tell you what the frequency curve is. I can't tell you how many rachis sources that come with like 50 to 100 or 200 kilohertz frequency in the settings, but it only works 30 to 60. Another resource for that too, uh, once you have the model number, you can go back to the downloads page on the Laser Everything website in the downloads section, and we have the spec sheets available for download for most yeah. modern laser sources from the big three companies. So you can take advantage of that as well. Cuban Crack says, hey, for pictures, do you guys recommend both Photoshop and AI or just one or the other? I So without getting into that too much, I linked him video. just after that to the oh, nice. Ultimate Photo Engraving Guide, which goes into great depth about why you use what you use, when you use it, alternative softwares, everything you need to know. I would highly, it's far more complicated than we can really get into. The answer is Photoshop, but I'm not going to get into why now. Because <laughs> uh, there's a really good video on it. It's a great video. It's I, I think I spent longer on that it's video. It's a long format else. video. I was about to say, I had to piecemeal that one because like I couldn't sit that long and do. So like yeah. just be prepared either to sit and really watch it and take note. But really the nice thing is you get to rewatch it. Like I yeah. kind of just flagged certain parts and wrote down like okay, yeah. 30, 30 minutes to 35 minutes. Go mm-hmm. back. Yeah, so so uh, give that one a watch. So Frank said, would you recommend the autofocus 80 watt 20 by 28? or the manual focus 100 watt 20 by 28 from Omentech. I can fit them if I remove the base and put them on their side. So I guess they're saying what he thinks is a better machine. Wait, what? You put the laser on his side? Yeah, nope. they yeah, say they, they get it through the door. They get it. Yeah, oh. I, I have the oh. same problem. Um, yeah, me too. Um, the fuck? I, I would say it depends on how, uh, how strong or weak you are. If you don't want to sit there and twist the dial all day, raising and lowering the Z-axis, and you can only afford one of those options... Grab the autofocus. Uh, they they work fine. Um, or and you can always adjust the autofocus precision uh, from within Lightburn. So it's editable. You're not stuck with how they ship it from the factory. If you yep. don't care about that and you're fine turning the stupid little knob to raise and lower your z-axis, then uh, the more power the better, bro. I mean, you know, until you get into the multiple hundreds of watts, uh, you know, you're gonna appreciate that extra power, especially if you want to start getting into like quarter inch cutting. If you have any plans on doing quarter inch cutting, that yeah, extra 20 sure. watts uh, on the high end is going to make a really big difference for you. So that's, that's like, my input. I'm literally cutting acrylic back here with the 150 tonight, and I'm able to just fly through. So like that's that extra wattage is absolutely correct. The other thing I'll add, too, is uh, the tube replacements and the size of the tube, the physical tube length. The machine itself isn't spanning the entire size of the tube. The tube is actually longer than the machine. So you have like a little enclosure that sticks off the side of it to kind of protect the tube and the wiring going to it and the the cooling tubes. I don't know if if the OM Tech 20 by 28 has a different size shroud based off of whether or not you're you're getting an 80 or 100 watt model, but that's something that I would maybe ask support and determine if you have a space limitation because the the, the actual size of the machine is the machine, but the tube is bigger. So just keep that in mind. I believe that I believe it's like four feet for the actual main housing, and then the the tube extension box thing that covers it is like an additional amount of space. Yeah, the dimensions um, should be on the website. I think they yeah. do account for that. So if you check out the dimension, the shipping dimensions, it it will give you a pretty good idea uh, what you need to make space for. Yeah, and uh, the actual replacement cost of the tube. So if you're only doing light engraving, you're not doing a ton of cutting, and you really don't see yourself needing that extra power, 
but maybe nice to have weigh your options there and see what the replacement cost is for you because the tubes don't last forever when you're using them. So oh. uh, Mike C says, can you guys compare and contrast a Haotian JPT UV with the Matron Ingu? Uh, me and Alex have been slowly working on it. The Haotian and the Matron are different machines and the JPT and the Ingu are very different sources to the point where it's almost apples and oranges. I mean, they the only thing they have in common is their wavelength. Everything from the way the beam is generated uh, and moved through the source and pulse durations available to you and the current that it's pulled, like everything is different. Everything that yeah. could possibly be different about these two sources is different. And that's made it very challenging for us to be like, oh, this one's better than this one, or this one does something. Like, we can't even compare things because it just turns into, like, random chaos every time we try to match each other's pace on something. And we both have great a great list of settings and, and stuff is effective, but we can't tell you why. It's not one a, is it's not different a, than the other. Yeah, it's like yeah, if I give you a not... temperature, if I give you a temperature in Celsius, you can convert that and tell me what it is in Fahrenheit. But with this machine, I can't give Kyle a setting and he can't like do some math and then like spit something out that works on the JPT. It's, we, it, there's not a, a bridge there. Here, At least here, not yeah, a, it's, Kyle and I were literally sitting here. This is uh what is this Delwin or something? I don't even remember what I called Del it. There you yeah. go. Like, and I was sitting here and I was, uh, I have a customer who wants 150 of these engraved and he wants white. And so I don't know if you can make me big or see, but basically Kyle was like, yeah, actually I do have an experimental setting for that. Here you go. And so you can see the one he gave me that was supposed to be white came out like a gray gold almost. And then, uh, then Kyle's like, well, actually, if you, if you change the speed on that, that should give you the color you want. And it actually gave me like more of a gold versus gray. So the first one was this guy. I changed what Kyle thought would work. And then I was like, well, let me just try to mess with the power. And so Kyle's like, I don't think that'll do it because on his, it wouldn't, but on mine, it did. And that's what we're like. That's what the guy approved. So it, if that between, helps you understand. That's between two JPTs. Yeah. That's, that's two similar same. sources. Yeah. Five, yeah. Watt, five watt air cooled JPT. Same model number. Granted, by the same, way, that same manufacturer the, that could be the material could be like the surface because it does have a yeah. texture on the surface. So there's lots of little things like that. But still, that when comparing to it to the Ingu source, it's like Japanese to English. I mean, that's like they're not even remotely the close. the comparison I would give it uh, too is it's it's nothing like going from uh, a Rakus to a JPT or a Max. No, because those we can kind of mass and adjust and we can we can assess like oh well this has a lower pulse width passively to this so we can adjust the power a little bit to get the same effect yeah there there it doesn't work the same way unfortunately um we still don't know why yeah (laughs) so we're trying to figure that out we spend we spend a good amount of time on that and of course we have other things going on too and videos to produce so we don't always have time to work on it but we are working on that so when we learn why, I think we'll be yeah. a little more vocal about UV in general. Um, but there's still definitely some shadows uh, masking some some answers yeah. for us right now on that. So we're working on it. Okay, so this is from Jobs Account. Seems very legit. Uh, how do you guys find customers for your work? Do you make things for Etsy? How do you know what to make? And it ties into their second question too. So I'll just kind of tie these together. 
Also, do any of you do laser stuff as a full-time job? How much of that is custom work versus mass production slash Etsy? Uh, looking to start a laser biz myself. I'm going to go ahead and take a nap. This is all you guys checking out. <laughs> uh, yes. is kind of. We actually just talked about this, I guess, two weeks ago because I wasn't here last week. Oh, the, um, um, the business one that we did? Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. so literally, like, we basically talked about it. it. It really, yeah, go back, an ep- I guess, two episodes now. Um, and really it's it's going to be your own business model so the first step before you do anything and buy anything is do you have a business plan right so because that's going to dictate what machine you buy it's going to dictate what materials you purchase it's going to be cost analysis um and i'm not trying to overwhelm you but long story short if my suggestion is always okay what three products am i going to make with this laser that's going to make me money that people don't already make that i don't have to race to the bottom for if you don't have an answer you might just be buying a hobby machine and then trying to throw some stuff in there to work on it. And that's fine too. Like if you're really going to start a laser business to take the place of your current major income source, you have to develop a business plan. Um, I'm going to throw a shout out to the laser lounge. Alicia Pate just did a great Monday. Like if you don't know the laser lounge, I'm one of the admins over there. Um, go check it out. Uh, Alicia every Monday does basically Mondays with Alicia in May and they have coffee. And they talk about business related subjects because they are all about hustling and making that money. I would really suggest go over there and take a listen. Literally the last question that they asked on Monday, uh, her and her husband, James, discussed why do you have a laser business? And if you don't know that, then what are you even doing? Yeah. And it's a it's a fair question to ask. And then just go back through that YouTube channel they've got because uh, she focuses very much on business. And I would say mm-hmm. two episodes ago from us. We had a great discussion. Take a look at the the, the, the podcast would be my short answer to keep this mm-hmm. under wraps. But yeah, so step one, figure out what three products you're going to make because that's going to dictate all the rest of your choices. So, and then we yeah. can kind of figure and, that out. And be prepared to make more because at the end of the day, maybe those three products don't gain traction for the first six months. Yeah, yeah. shout keep, out to- Keep making uh, products, keep doing development. Go listen to the episode of the Laser Source podcast where we just we just did one about business, but before that we did one about uh, with Daryl Aspen. We had a special oh, guest yeah. on Daryl Aspen. Yes, excellent, excellent interview about uh, kind of perseverance uh, in the market and uh, testing products and banging stuff out. I, that's a really good episode to listen to. There's a lot of good juice in there to be juiced so those those are definitely some good places and of course uh we love alicia go if you're not a member of the laser lounge of course go go get down on that too yeah and that kind of covers up the next two questions someone had asked which was how did you guys start your laser business actually this would be a great one for alex and i mean everybody can kind of tackle this one did you guys start at craft shows or no i mean i Um, i've told this story 80 million times um i started in my garage because i just moved to a new state and my wife just took a job and it was like, take a job now or do the business thing. And, you know, like we didn't have any money coming in. So I had to like decide right then and there. So we, we went for it and it just, it grew uh, again. Listen to the podcast. Yeah, I told shop. this story 8 billion times in yeah. a million different uh, frames of reference and, and context. Uh, so, you know, uh, <laughs> Grabs boys, the camera. what about you, dude? For me, I 100% focus on local market first. So I did craft shows for the, for you know, Christmas season came around at the right time for me. And we just did that to kind of get our name out there. Uh, and then we started doing more stuff for like local high schools and local wineries to kind of dabble in two different markets, 
uh, with different kind of, you know, possible exponential growth if you kind of hit the iron at the right time where like right now it's a graduation season. So like I'm literally, I just created a file. I mean, my first file for sale on Etsy where five bucks, you can make a pre-K through graduation photo frames. You can slide the, I had to design a K-12, thing on the back. Yeah. yeah, so you can slide the uh, photos in there nice and smooth. You don't have to glue nothing down on that bull- like that's kind of how I looked at it, is like do mar- local shit first for me. I did local stuff locally because there's no competition in Southwest Michigan um, outside of going like an hour away. And then I said, okay, let me make an Etsy shop to sell just the files of the stuff I make that I designed. And it's kind of like a basic pa- passive income system. Yeah, just mm-hmm. a simple way of doing it, and just help, every, help everybody else out. Yeah, yeah like I, I legit had a coworker say, hey man, I'm a pole vaulter coach for the local high school can you make me a pole vault thing that makes a spike that goes into the ground so they can mark off where they start their pole vault at i said you got any ideas yeah. he showed me pictures like yeah sure i got that i literally had a patient cancel on me before lunch so i took my lunch and that time i went home made the file burnt the prototype and came back to work within an hour and a half and it was sitting there and he made he ordered 20 of them you know like it's little hustles you got to do to kind of let people know you exist that's the hard part yeah let's like, see fan you're you're a glad you're a thimble in a fucking ocean local yep. is for me is where we got to like be the big fish in a small pond if you will so that's kind of how my approach is is dominate my local market and hope for a little minor successes on that seat and i uh, i actually never had a public business and for me i went from was... buying a laser to diving in with alex on the channel yeah so. I, I snatched you up i snatched you up before you even had the <laughs> Kyle was Kyle was explaining yeah. how to use no, fiber lasers to me before he had a fiber laser. He was like, "Well, theoretically," and I'm like, "What theoretically?" I mean, and I just was like that. I just kind of skipped that word and was like, "He knows what he's talking about," and the man knows. For me, I started off. Uh, I'm a teacher, so I started working. Uh, at, I kind of made stuff, posted it to Facebook. Nah, Coaches nah, nah, at the nah, school nah. saw it. Yeah, I know, right? Coaches <laughs> saw it, uh, and then. That kind of took off, and that's actually one of the things I'm writing a uh, article about it currently for the Laser Magazine from Robin. Laser and so Focus. that's yep, Laser Focus Magazine. It's um, I mean I don't want to give away too much, but I'm doing a little article for it, and um, basically it's kind of like Boyce said, uh, and actually Anthony said it too. And I can't find his comment anymore, but he said business to business is the way to go. And so the cool thing is by being able to create a portfolio with people from the school. Um, I was able to kind of walk into businesses and say, here's a collection of things I've already created and it, it works. I'll also add to that too, real quick, that if there are businesses near you and business to business is totally valid, it could turn into uh, not only passive advertising, but repeat business. If you find people who need stuff customized, if you have bars and restaurants near you that aren't major chains, you could engrave glassware for them. You could do coasters for them. You could do all kinds of stuff, right? And it doesn't even have to be food places. It could be, I don't know, the, the local golf place. Maybe somebody wants clubs engraved once a month or something. So there's so many options uh, that you can dive into locally around you. Motorcycle shop um, for me, random. And when when they ask, oh, who, who did this for you? Because you guys don't do this in-house. Now it turns into passive advertising and word of mouth. And you can drum up business from business to customer now. Nicholas Gomez asked, and again, this is where you can, these are a lot of questions that have been answered. So some of these might be some new people. Uh, why did you actually close your engraving business? Uh, was it not profitable? Was it profitable? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I closed my business because I like doing this much better. 
That's all. That's all. That's the only reason. Uh, yep. It made it made plenty of money. It made enough money that um, we were able to have Miranda quit her job before we went full time on YouTube. So Miranda was able to quit her job and uh, you know stay with the family or help out at the shop. And uh, you know it, we were the, we were the name in our local area. And uh, essentially, I had uh, I had to choose what I wanted to do um, because I could give full time to my, my laser engraving business, or I could give full time to my YouTube channel. And I love hanging out with you guys. I love answering questions. I love getting to experiment and do like science projects. And, uh, that's all, that's all we do here, man, uh, is just have fun and learn. And I, I would much, much, much rather be doing that. Uh, so shout out to our LMA supporters that, uh, that allow me to do that because, uh, without you guys, I'd, still be doing the shop and we'd be putting out a video a month and they'd be grouchy. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's, it had nothing to do with its profit profitability. Um, and I hear that misconception a lot. It's perfectly profitable. Uh, just not as fun. Uh, this is way more fun. And I, uh, I, I prefer doing this and I get to, again, thanks to our supporters. Um, yeah. So and that actually ties you. in. You were just about to say thanks to our supporters because that's literally the next question that was in the list was from Harlan. Oh, yeah. I need a good source for setting power, frequency, speed, different materials. Any ideas? Laser Master Academy. It's the number one place to support the channel. You get a bunch of bonus goodies for signing up, like access to our LMA parameter libraries, uh, which include parameters for co2 and fiber laser i saw a question about uv we don't have it yet for the reasons kyle and i mentioned uh you know Work 20 minutes ago or so yeah it's a it's a whip we're working on it um it just it's going to be different for everybody and we're trying to figure out how to solve that problem so um but the the fiber parameter library uh, we, used to, UV. we used to add <laughs> yeah we used to add a setting a week uh, and it's it's fairly complete now, uh, so we we don't change it very often. It's just kind of there as a perk. I wouldn't say it's the main reason to sign up. I'd say sign up if you want to support the channel. Uh, all of the settings that you can find on that parameter library are available on the channel for free already. And there's a parameter converter by David Christensen, uh, which you can find on the channel that is free that you can use to convert the parameters for your laser system. So you could put the legwork in uh, and, and do it yourself. But if you want them all like in a nice, neat packaged little file uh, that you can kind of drag and drop, it's a nice bonus for signing up to support the channel. So you can check that out too. Ma says best black spray paint for white canvas, oh, Mopa fiber. Um, literally just uh, came into that. So this before Jimmy passed, this was the stuff that he used. Oh yeah, Rust-oleum Rust-oleum ultra cover gloss. gloss. Yeah, and yes, Jimmy has a video on that, right? He does on the channel. Yeah, yeah. I legit, I legit just watched that this past weekend while I was burning some other shit for work down here. Yep. And I actually went and bought canvases and the paint and the sealant. Just I, I want to do what Jimmy did, just to do it once. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just to make a cool photo, just for shits and giggles, just to say, hey, what up, man? Yep. Not to uh, not to go too far into it, but me and Jimmy were talking about an idea with uh, multicolor on that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I was. I remember that F future video, maybe. Yeah, work in progress. Spiritual follow up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. So Laura had asked, "Boys, what is the name of your Etsy shop?" Because she liked the idea of that file that you came up with. Oh, Plug yourself I here. I went ahead and commented in there for. Oh, okay. Yep, yeah. so that's in there for people. Because, by the way, that is something, like, my wife, like, I told her about that. I was like, oh, yeah, Boyce is working on something cool. And she was like, oh, I love that. Oh. <laughs> you know, like, just like the, oh. Yeah. You know, like, I was like, all right, yeah. calm down. 
<laughs> boys. He's bald, you know, white, man. Yeah, white tie outfit that he's got on. He's like, what's up? Body carved from marble. Oh, Freaking. yeah. That's what this is like. But he's he's basically the thinking man, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it just marble ice cream. There it is, dude, that was it. <laughs> he's, I do col- he's cultured marble, dude. Yeah, he's Rocky Road. <laughs> Willie says, Alex, is your laser source a JPT? I plan on cutting gold and silver. Uh, Alex has a couple, has couple has JPTs. Um, His 30 watt yep, LP 30 JPT. Watt LP. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the other one's an 80 M7. The SFX is a 60. The SFX is a 60 M7. And then the new Magtron, which I've barely even gotten to touch because uh, I've been so busy, is an 80 watt M7, yeah. uh, which has the highest pulse power out of any of the JPTs. I really want to play with that. And then we have the 80 watt GM from uh, uh, GZ. GZ Tech. Yeah. And I'm super stoked to play with that. I, we're still going to do the fiber laser build project. It's taking me longer to get all of the components together than I, I wanted because I'm being too picky, not because they're not available. Uh, I just I want really specific stuff. And also, I haven't really had the time to put into it. Uh, announcement, I guess um, we are hiring a video editor at some point. We're not entirely sure who it's going to be yet. We're doing interviews uh the the long and short of it is i'm gonna have a lot more time and videos are gonna start coming out way more frequently uh because i have what we have like 30 episodes backlogged that have been shot and just not edited um it's it's ridiculous and i just don't have time because we're we're doing the lma we're you know facebook discord we've got the marketplace i i'm just stretched you're a little selfish in my opinion because you know you're like oh my children need a father and my That's wife who's pregnant needs a husband not even counting that not even counting that kind we're moving, move in, we're moving in like a month and a half and we've got a baby coming in like a month and a half on top of all of that work stuff that i just listed and more work stuff that we haven't even talked about i mean like what happened to letv somebody asked that last week i'm like i don't know dude you know what i mean like i want to work on that kind of stuff uh and i, I can't even like edit the videos that we have to edit now so i don't remember why we started oh because we're talking about like announcement well, yeah so we're going to be getting to that stuff that we talked about earlier in the year when we did like the roadmap you know we had this big 2023 roadmap with all these plans and stuff uh it's coming but i i think i finally i did not want to uh relinquish control over the editing and really uh i don't i i really didn't uh and i think the team as a whole kind of finally convinced me to just let it let it go um so we're we're gonna find the right person for this and uh the quality content will not change over my dead body uh i will just go back to editing again if i have to uh but that'll that'll let me spend more time on cool stuff like the fiber laser build project actually launching the marketplace we still have uh you know stuff to do for that and uh all these other projects and ideas and fun things that we always say we're gonna do and we haven't quite gotten to yet uh, Alex, is about, Alex is about to have a lot more time. So, <laughs> for uh, real, a video editor is going to significantly open up your open life. Up the, the bottleneck is the video editing. Yeah, always. Yeah, literally, yeah. it'll be two a.m. I wake up to give my sick child medicine. I look on uh, online, and Alex is there, and it's like you awake Working. always. Yeah. You walk, bro. Yeah. yeah, I never stop, and it's just like I don't uh, know. I, booty call. To, 
to go back to Willie though, because it's yep. not all about you, Alex. Okay. Sorry. All right. Um, but yeah, to go back to Willie, I'm actually I'm I have a 50 watt JPT. He's like, I'm, I'm out of this bitch. You man. Either, either that or his. Either that or his. Uh, what do you call Camera it? Died. No, not today. No, 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 no. I'm just you know I'll take a second out of the spot. All right, all right, all right, all right. So um, JPT 50 watt is what I've got, Willie, and I actually just was telling the guys um, before. That's why the the show started off with me talking about this ring is I, w- I went to the local jeweler and I actually was talking to them about working with them and doing some work for them. And I got this ring that I'm going to engrave because my wedding ring doesn't fit because I got fat. What am I going to say? And then um, the other thing is I plan on cutting some gold and silver too in the near future. So I'm pretty excited about that. You switched from a Rakus to a JPT, right? And you were yeah, having trouble cutting yes. silver, I think. Yes. Make no, sure it, your source type copper. is the same. Or copper, copper, sorry. Make make sure your your source serial is set oh, properly in Lightburn. Go to device settings and make sure your your source serial type is set properly. It should be. I'm you up. literally just have to click it. That's that's a Hold huge on. one. Hmm. Alex, on. turn your fucking camera on. <laughs> he probably is just digging his butt. I changed. It, should, it should be set to oh, IPG YLP or YLPM probably. Angry, uh, Angry Garage says any more light source videos from your trip. Yeah, I just saw yeah. that one. Um, so there's about a dozen full feature length episodes, uh, and that kind of swings back around to the editing. That mm-hmm. first episode with the chillers was a three day edit, about twelve oh. hours a day. <laughs> um, so yeah, at, maybe I suck at editing. I don't know, but um, <laughs> <You're> not efficient. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think I just I. I demand too much perfection out of the edits so they take me a really really long time i end up watching the episode like 10 to 12 times maybe Mm. uh through slowly as i'm chopping and moving things and changing graphics so uh the editor will help with that but yeah we there's there's plenty more the first episode did not do as well as i thought it would but the content uh will be a little bit different for the remaining episodes we've got some (laughs) yeah uh, we've got Oof. some. Thanks, honey. We have some. Honey, uh, honey. <laughs> laser kind of. Oh, I don't want to say reviews. They're not really reviews. Uh, we have some kind of laser overviews uh, episodes that we're going to be doing. We're comparing a tube with a built in beam combiner against one that doesn't uh, with laser power meters to see how the power is affected by beam combiners. That's really cool. Uh, of course, we have the tube smashing video where we smash mm-hmm. the tube. That's uh, excellent. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and a couple other like fun skits and sketches and odds and ends things uh, in there as well. So there's lots of stuff. Uh, it's just not cut. So when that gets cut, it will definitely be going up. And uh, there's there's certainly a lot more to come from that. All right. I think this might be one of the last questions I've seen here because I've been scrolling. But Moss had a good question. Dust from slate engraving in my enclosure. Is it able to actually right. seep into the Galvo head? If everything is tight, it shouldn't. But... It's not like our Galvo heads are rated with like there an IP rating. There right? aren't any so gaskets on it that I yeah. yeah. Galvo yeah Galvo heads don't have fans. They're not like vented. They use heat sinks uh, to sweat their heat. So uh, there shouldn't be any open openings in it unless you have the lens off. That would be the big thing. Um, That's a no no anyway. Don't do that. And yeah, also the, exhaust exhaust yeah. exhaust exhaust Kill exhaust and. I was going to worry about anything, worry about your case with your source in it. Mm -hmm. Make sure, open it up. If you haven't opened your fiber laser case yet, open it. 
I'm talking to all of you. Open I it up. I think he has that separate. He has a split system with a separate enclosure around just the. Still, I just. But yeah. Dust bunnies, anything like get get the again buying guide. Pick up the data vac. Stop buying compressed air. Pick up like a little data vac. Blow the thing out. Check the screens in front of the vents. You know all that stuff. Um, and and get all of that buildup out of there. That's what I would be concerned with. Not the not the Galvo head. Stephanie said, first time seeing the channel and you guys are live. Win. Welcome, Stephanie. What's up? Welcome. It was at this time he knew he fed up. <laughs> I also It was at this to... moment that he mm, I, had, I had something else. Uh it was really good to too. About. Oh, I wanted to talk about really quick, I wanted to talk about the light object sponsorship. Uh for the first time ever, you're gonna mm -hmm. see the little uh video includes sponsored content tag on the channel. Light object did not sponsor this trip. I just want to be perfectly clear about that. We spend the majority of the trip talking about Light Object's product, but Light Object actually did not sponsor the trip. The companies that Light Object works with did, uh, which are SPT, laser technology. They make glass tubes. ECO2, also known as mm -hmm. JK Laser, who makes glass CO2 laser tubes. And Trosit, the second biggest laser controller manufacturer in China. Uh, those three companies sponsored the trip. And I just want to be really clear about that. I don't want people to watch the Light Object show and think Light Object paid me to go make it. it those three companies are the, the, the money behind it. And they had to pay for it in order for us to get out there and do our thing. We had two people, two nights at a hotel, uh, two round trip plane tickets, all the food that we ate while we were there. Like, I mean, that stuff adds up. So it was nice to have those expenses covered so that I didn't have to pay for that. I just wanted to mention that i i know that not everybody's going to hear or see that but uh i didn't want there to be a mystery about like who sponsored it i put it in text in the intro on purpose about the sponsors um so that yeah. uh because that is like the first time ever important yeah uh, uh miranda says youtube just tags anything that was sent for free provided for review etc as sponsored content and that's important too while we're on the subject i'm not gonna get too ranty here but you know if you have a TikTok channel and you are reviewing, you know, $10 bars of soap and you don't buy them and you get them all for free. Like that's that's one thing where it's like, okay, I get like you're like an affiliate or whatever. In this industry, I think it's it's unreasonable to expect us to buy every laser we review. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment. I you know, Matt, that's I myself. That's what I do. Yeah. You know, so um, Topex, man. I, as always, guys, all of the thoughts and feet. opinions in our video are completely and solely our own. Uh, we we will not take money for reviews, positive or otherwise, <laughs> and we have a huge list of terms that companies need to accept before we take items for reviews. If you want to review those, I'll actually drop the link. I just want yeah. to get this. Alex does have there. one sponsor that shows up in every video. Do you have one with you right now? I no, dude. I haven't had one in a long time. What? Never mind. Yeah, uh, it's Pepsi. Pepsi. Oh, Pepsi. God, oh, you shut your mouth, Kyle. You're fired. Um, here's a link, though. To <laughs> here's a link to our partner review agreement that talks about just kind of the ethics of uh, how we yeah. review things, what we accept, what we don't accept, etc., uh, etc. Et so, if you're interested in that, 
you can go check that out at the link that I dropped down there. Um, but that's it. Okay, rant over. Sorry right. about so that. There was two more questions um, that popped up that are good. One was from yeah, that is ET Laserworks. Kyle, was the rotary table you made live on live stream, was that your own cutout or did you download it from another source? We made that live during the live stream. I did mix it up in the in the process. I skipped one of my own steps because I'm a doofus. So um, yeah. I am remaking that video uh, as a video. Uh, and also that will include instructions for both use on EasyCAD and eventually Lightburn, uh, assuming that the process doesn't change too much on Lightburn. Uh, it is still a beta. Uh, yeah, we made that. And actually, after I fixed the file, I uploaded it to the community projects page on our website. So yeah, yeah, yep. if, if you want to <laughs> check it out, if you want to make your own, uh, cut it out of whatever material you want, the file is there. It's, it's open to everybody. I'm happy to share. Uh, this is from Bullish Bowser. Replaced EasyCAD with Lightburn. So far, it's great. Text on screen is flip-flopped on the material, though. What am I screwing up? Thanks. Love the channel. You said bullish Bowser, and I was like, Jack Black's here. Dude, right? I'm so excited <laughs> for that movie. Me too. I'm going to take Felix to the drive-in to see it. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway. Focus. <laughs> Inefficient. Uh, text is flip-flopped on the material. What am I screwing up? Check your uh, axis. Your X and Y axis are each assigned to a Galvo. And you probably just have it assigned to the wrong one on the X. So yes. uh, depending on the orientation of your laser. So a little flip, flipsy doo da there and you're, you're good to go. I would recommend running the, uh, of course, the uh, lens, lens correction, correction uh, wizard, uh, wizard uh, core, core file, file. Uh, uh, on EasyCAD and then importing that into Lightburn. Uh, and then you won't have to mess with that. It'll sort all of that out for you automatically. But uh, the quick fix is just to do a little flippity flop on the on the x-axis in your galva there and that's right. very the specifically problem. it'll it'll fix the orientation and skew problems but specifically the orientation problems if you align the picture properly yeah so yeah. make sure you rotate the picture so that it matches your actual output dave got his wisely yeah. 60 watt word nice. hey we love that and running. No we're twinsies there you go good we like it we like it so we're at an Seriously, hour man. and nine minutes by the I way say, also, uh, Jim's here. Jim is going to be joining us soon. Jim, sorry, boys. I've talked. I've talked to nice. Jim uh, many times about bringing him on uh, the podcast. I've been on Jim's podcast. I've been on Jim's podcast a very long time ago. Uh, is he on the edge of it? He's coming? on the edge of it, dude. The bleeding edge of coming onto the show. Uh, and if you haven't checked out Jim's channel, I can't imagine how you could not have heard about the edge of tech by now. But you haven't seen it go obviously check that out but uh, hopefully we'll have jim on really soon i want to hang out with jim dude i want to talk to jim yeah jim jim is awesome yep. can't wait to hang awesome. out more all right last question for the night because it's, an hour it's and like for minutes. the fifth time yeah well but the, i said these are the last two and then people ask good questions but this one was fair so i'm starting a disc golf business mark uh making custom metal tags as well as oh. wooden mini disc which is cool so what laser would you recommend? Gantry CO2, Galvo CO2, or a Mopa fiber? That's a rough one because you're talking about metal and wood. UV. Well, if it's if it's yeah. uh, powder coated metal, you could you could go to the CO2 on both of them. Yeah, right? so you can get you can get away with the CO2. I, I would not start with a Galvo CO2. I wouldn't ever recommend anybody start with a Galvo CO2 yeah. for anything Gantry. ever. Mm -hmm. So just scratch yeah. that off the list. If you don't already have a laser, don't buy that. Uh, so I think probably the gantry CO2, that way you can do either anodized and coated metals and organics, or if you have a higher budget, you could look at something like a UV laser, which will mark most metals, mark 
not engrave, mark most metals, uh, and it will do amazing work on stuff like organics, like wood. So point behind you, you. All. point behind you, Ranger. Right, yeah, well, yeah, the Ranger right there. For for those flat objects that he's talking about, and there is a, like the Rangers. What's the Ranger Z depth? Four inches? No, like, dude, longer than that. Six, five eight, and a half. No, I, mean, I mean, it dropped. Doesn't yeah. it drop four? Yeah, six. Yeah, eight. That's what, yeah. I'm gonna look at it. So, but the reason I'm pointing at the Ranger is Alex just went and got to play with these at light object, the newer iterations, but he also has it back there. And if you're doing flat objects like those, the, the good thing about getting the CO2 gantry, in my opinion, is it also opens you up to cutting because of the continuous beam. And so you're, you can actually cut your tags. You can do really cool I'd custom at, trophies. At least, at least six inches. Okay. That's what I was just saying is I think that'd be the better option. Nice. Because yep. you can do all the stuff you want to do, but also it opens you up to creating like trophies and all kinds of really cool stuff. You're not like, cutting with the the UV. No, no, no. I'm talking about yeah, the the right. guy, that guy. Uh, no, yeah, no. no. I'm agreeing. I'm so agreeing if you're doing it. marking, if you're just doing marking, then that. But if you're doing, uh, if you want to open yourself up, hey, bullish. Thanks, man. What up? Big time, man. It's yeah, awesome. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll press the button. Yes, thank you. <clears throat> Laura, Laura says she's our neighbor, Alex. Sort of. What? Where's Laura? I don't know. She didn't say. People keep bringing up. Let's do next week if you want, Alex. I'm on the edge of my seat, just thinking about it. Done next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, confirmed at nine o'clock p.m. EST. Maybe nine thirty. I think a little later is a little easier for Jim. Yeah, Uh, nine or nine thirty next week. Jim, we'll figure it out. Coming on the Laser Source podcast. Alex, you got his email. His email. I, yeah, I, I got him. I got him. Okay, just eat, let me know, and I'll send the. We're gonna send the carrier yeah, pigeon. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, we're we're the Facebook edge of buddies. Tech eighteen ninety nine. I'm an owl. <laughs> a howler. Yes, suck. Um, um, but he had a good question too. There's so many good questions. Shit. I know. I, I'm just gonna keep going. I, I All right. Yeah, to that's fair. All right. I don't um, have life. Resin is asking: Is a mobile laser the only type that can mark or engrave PLA? I've not had. No. Great PLA success with fiber in general, MOPA or otherwise. UV. What's PLA stand for, first of all? Polylactic acid. It's common in 3D printing. UV is the really the right answer for that. It's to be shit. honest. Really? Uh, oh, pro tip: don't engrave ABS ever. Ooh, yeah, yep. that's uh, yeah. cyanide, right? Yeah, cyanide yep. problems with that. Cyanide problems. Uh, and if you don't have a Femix tracker, you're even big. You're even in even bigger well, trouble. The good news um, is you won't need one do because it. you'll be dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just saying, like if you're huffing cyanide for funsies, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. All right, what's the next one? Oh, Edge of Tech had a question. Jim, Jim had a question. Yeah. I got one for you. How do I find what the peak power is on my 30 watt JPT Mopa? I uh, hope I'm asking that right. Basically, when is it at the maximum power so I can use that for engraving? I'll, I'll look it up for yes. you, but the spec sheet is on the Laser Everything website, the the section, which we've shouted out a few times tonight. <gasps> what? Um, yep. <laughs> and uh, usually the answer is either do every single frequency with the same power and see which one hits the hardest or find out what the model number is for your laser source and then look it up uh which is what i'm about to do for you right now so this. i will i will Six let you know bamboo lab printers let's see spec sheets in fact let uh, me can Jim. I, i'm gonna actually yeah. show this really quick guys i want to show people where you let can get me this have one, Jim. 
get this information. Um, uh, I've actually here. been thinking about ordering one. I know. Okay. I, I need a 3D printer in Bamboo okay. Labs. So like here I we can. are, guys. LaserEverything.net. Uh, you're just going to come up to the resources section right here. We're going to check out the downloads. And we've got all kinds of stuff in here, whether you're looking for copies of EasyCAD, manuals, uh, spec sheets, reference material. And this is the community project database. So this actually has like all of people's projects that they've uploaded. Check this out or add to it if you're feeling, uh, you know, generous. But that's where the rotary looking, jig thing is. We're looking for a spec sheet. Uh, I believe Jim has the LPE 30 watt LP. So this should be his laser source right here. Unless it's the MOPA, I don't think it's the M7. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be this. And then we will take a look here and we are looking at, uh, it's got the maximum pulse energy. It's got the range. So this would be our range in uh, one to 600 kilohertz. Pulse duration is locked at 200. But I don't actually see it on the spec sheet, which is kind of bumming me out. I think it's around 37 kilohertz. Oh yeah. There's no bugs for the prize. Yeah, you know, um, so I don't know actually uh, where you would get that if you didn't have it. Most, most, uh, lasers come with like a little graph and it's like a bell curve and it, you can see where it spikes over the different frequencies. If yours didn't come with that, uh, I don't have a good answer for you at the moment, which is disappointing. So that'll give me something to do tonight. I like beam it up laser works. Uh, Anthony's at a good 30 to 35 usually like somewhere Probably. around like somewhere. Yeah. Maybe so he's, yeah. he's a pretty smart guy there with that one. But you got to be careful because on like the rachises, right, that are like 50 to 80 kilohertz, it's going to be like 56 or, you know, 65 or it, it changes. So 37 is a good place to start if you have a JPT. If you, yeah, if, if you have a piece of paper that came with the laser, it's usually like a manufacturer test output page and it'll say what the frequency was for the maximum rated pulse energy and it's a kilohertz rating and it's usually within a, a line or two of the rate range which if you have an lp source is one to 600 if you have a m7 source it's one to four thousand by the way real quick some not drama it's good drama going on in the comment section if you guys aren't following along i'm loving loving the community we have laser of love creations was just gifted a mini membership like the like the youtube membership by blonde fox creations that was really cool. That's yeah, that was really, that was really sweet. That. We also so got excited. 1999 from Bullish Bowser. Thank you so much, buddy. We already celebrated that, and you were so oh, focused well, on your answering questions. What a jerk you are, Kyle. God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Being well, focused he, on helping people. Thank you again. And <laughs> and also thank thank you, Laura and, and okay. Fox. Okay, check it out. So uh, I refuse to give up. So I actually went from my quick copy spec sheets to the actual hardware manuals of which we have far fewer, but I do have it for the LPE 30 watt LPS. <laughs> and if we uh, consult this chart here, we can see our full power frequency range starts at 37 kilohertz. And there's your answer right there. Boom. So, um, that's, that's it. Bingo. 37. <laughs> Vince um, Nobox, you will be receiving a prize in the mail. Yeah. I don't know who's sending uh, it, but it's, it's coming. So anyway, guys, I just wanted to show off that resource and uh, make sure yeah. that you guys knew this. There's so much good is, stuff there. Yeah, this is a great... Guys, the website is designed all about, like, giving you guys to, you know, use. We have this links page over here that has a bunch of links to different services that you can use to, like, get your business started. 
uh very very few of these are even affiliate links it's just just dope stuff yeah we have kyle and i are very slowly working on the wiki we're going to have a lot more in this soon <laughs> when we have an editor uh this is one of the projects that's just kind of been sweating here on the side but um there's a lot of very common questions in here we're trying to get answered for you guys so when we answer them on like the lma or stuff like that they usually will uh make it into the wiki which we're working on we also have the lma obviously go sign up for the lma we have a forum that we just opened as kind of like a backup community so if anything ever happens to the channel the forum is here uh, we can kind of all meet meet up here and decide what to do next our discord server and facebook group obviously 100 percent free join those if you haven't already the buying guides here laser everything marketplace we're working on it we have the buying guide every single thing that you could possibly need for your lasers from our favorite sellers we give you multiple options on places to buy them so you're not like locked into one place you can shop around uh and check out all that kind of stuff so i really recommend checking out the buying guide if you haven't already looked at that we have our merch shop uh if you haven't seen the the merch shop go look at our merch uh, we've got the shows page. You can search every episode on the channel right here. Every episode. You can search it right there. And we also have the Laser Source podcast here. So if you want to listen to the, the show in the future, uh, you've got all of these links down here to be able to do that as well. And I'm going to actually plug this really quick since we are kind of getting to the end. Please, 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 if you listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, rate and review it. Leave us five star rating, write a little review, uh, and let people know that the the show has been helpful for you. It helps us so much to be able to get uh, in front of a, a, a larger audience on on Apple's end. And Apple dictates a lot about how other podcast services serve content to listeners. So doing it there makes a big difference. So if you have an iTunes account, if you have an Apple phone or whatever, and and you have three minutes please go rate and review the show on Apple podcasts. Uh, it makes a, makes a really big, makes a really big difference for us. By the way, Vince, that thing I was joking about Vince winning a prize, but Willie was like, Oh yeah, whatever happens to the knives. The, yeah. The <laughs> knives, good, the knives are thing. here. Uh, they're, so I just saw them today. Actually. I'm literally. Remember how Miranda said he's inefficient. <laughs> yeah. Here's Willie's note that he wrote me uh, with the knives and the knives are all here in the drawer and we do have to give those away. We should probably just do it on a live stream, I guess, because right. Vince right, found that information and had it for you. I'm never going to. Yeah, we're just not. Uh, it's a time thing, Willie. I I very much so intend to give those away. They're sitting right next to my desk. Uh, <gasps> just, I mean, we'll do it yet. Oh, Jim. 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 Kyle, push the button. <laughs> we gave you the soundboard for a reason. I was breaching. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for finding that, guys. See you next week. Bro, never been more stoked. Uh, Jack, to have you on the show, man. On the Can't edge of our seats. Can't wait to hang out. I oh. just realized that your You're thing says, what are you doing, Step Laser? What the <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, the very end, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I was yeah. like, a beard in progress. I feel clever tonight. And I got that shit below me. What are you? Oh, uh, go listen to Emergency Stop, guys. If you haven't already, yeah. if you haven't already listened to it, no. listen, guys. This show, this show is doing well. Uh, it was it was a bit of an experiment at the beginning, but this is really turning into something special. Have if a hard time making friends. Here, yeah, that's a, not for when you have kids around. Have a hard time making friends. Tormented or traumatized, lonely, weird, all of the above. That's us too. Sometimes <laughs> it's best to hit the emergency stop, take a beat, and have a laugh. 
We can't change our circumstances, but we get to control what we allow to affect us. Alex, Miranda, Kyle, Jimmy, Matt, and Boyce, I don't know why your name isn't on this, uh, get together once a week to talk life, share stories, and relish in some dark humor. If you need a break from the real world, you're more than welcome to have a seat. It's all downhill from here. This is an emergency stop, guys. It's our it's our non-work-related podcast that we try very hard to do weekly. Um, it's it's very funny. Uh, it is very inappropriate. Traumatizing. Uh, regularly borderline <laughs> offensive and um, extremely dark. So if you have a dark sense of humor and you're a little depressed, uh, if you're if you're a stressy depressy. Like the four of us, or I guess what the three of us. What is it with you and rhyming words tonight? Give Boyce a little flippity floppity. Flippity floppity, dude. Stressy, depressy. Boyce is pretty happy. The rest of us depressy. are sad, and Boyce used minute. to be sad. So I'm, I'm alive, and I'm not even on the description. That's fine. I know. Up. I don't know what's up with that, dude. I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> That's Dave, oh, thank you, buddy. Dave. Kyle. Nice. Go check Kyle. Out. Thank you, Dave, for the uh, $7 <laughs> to the chat, bro. Appreciate you. Go listen to Emergency Stop. I want you to turn this off, put your kids to bed, put the earmuffs on them, and then mm. go listen to Emergency Stop. You can start on any episode. Just don't start on episode don't six. Don't start on episode six. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. And um, <laughs> I, I think that's all we've got for tonight, guys. Thank you so uh. much for listening <laughs> to another episode of the Laser Source Podcast. We love and appreciate every single one of you. I can't wait to see you next week for Jim. Edge Tech. Super pumped. Boyce is gonna go get his uh his tie and his collar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the after show. Members only. <laughs> Tickets, gonna... please. <laughs>